This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? I, uh, I, let me, let me just bounce something off of you. Okay. Just between you, me and the wall. Just between you, me and the wall and the office door behind me. And that's right. Rufus. Cover your ears. Yeah. Uh, bang energy drink. Cover your ears. Yeah. AirPods. Cover your ears. Um, so, you know, a, a few years back, um, there was a guy that came to a church that I was uh, I was at. And, oh, man. His nickname uh, was Pastor Prayer. Interesting nickname. Okay. Uh, I am, I am, and, and, and for those who may listen to this, if it ever hits the airwaves, uh, and, and please, please just, just hear my heart and what I'm saying in this. And, uh, I'm not trying to attack anyone specifically. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up to, uh, to bring up an issue of reverence when we approach the Lord. Hmm. Uh, yes, we are his children, his adopted, his grafted in children, his sons and his daughters, and all the rights there into, right? Scripture's mm-hmm. clear about the inheritance that we receive as adopted children. Read Ephesians 1, read Hebrews. Uh, but but this guy, he said this. He, he was just like, you know, the next time you go to the Lord in prayer, don't call him Father, God. You just call him Friend. Because and, that's how Jesus modeled it when the disciples said, teach us how to pray. My point. Uh, and so I just, I just, it's just interesting. You know, I mean, there, there are people that, that just, and I don't want to come across as a fundamentalist, you know, and then that way, you know, Beth Moore can, can include me with her rest of her fundamentalist friends that she said we'll be left with after we, get rid of all the, the Jesus loving Christ following conservatives. Um, Oh, you mean we'll be left with the true church? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, great. Then there's that. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I just think that, that this is a, and this is something we, that, that's come up, you know, Drew and for you and I talking just about the, 
uh, normative versus regulative principle. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we approach God matters. Yeah. In worship, mm-hmm. in prayer, um, I, I, I would, I would look at the way, look at the way John approached the Lord, or not approached, but reacted when seeing the presence of God in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Look at the way Isaiah responded. Yep, that's what, that's Whoa. what I was going to say. Yeah. Woe is me, cursed man that I am. I am a man of unclean lips. John fell down as though dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, when we approach the Lord in a cavalier, oh, hey, God, oh, hey, friend, oh, hey, bud, what's up? How are you? Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> that does that. That is not approaching the Lord with reverence. That is, and again, please hear my heart. I, I'm not saying that those people aren't genuine. I'm not saying that Pastor Prayer wasn't genuine in what he was saying, but as a pastor, that, that's not how you instruct people to approach the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's go <clears throat> after you mentioned. Uh... Isaiah 6, I turn there. And let's just look quickly at Isaiah 6. Um, and we, I mean, I'll start in verse 1. In the year of, of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two, uh, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With mm. two, he flew. Right there, and, yeah, that, right, right there. there I'm sorry, I didn't one, mean to cut you off, but look, look at the way the angels respond. Even the angels respond. Yeah, they cover their their face. Why? Because they're unholy. They can't look upon the presence of the Lord. They cover their feet. Why? Because that's the most dirtiest part of the body. Um, and then with two, they fly around. And one uh, called out to another and said, "Holy, holy, holy, is the Lord of hosts." The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the uh, thresholds uh, tremble at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, this is Isaiah. Hmm. Woe is me, for I am ruined. Ruined. Because I am a man of unclean lips. Now, the first thing we notice, he he. When he comes before God, he's recognizing himself, who he is. He is a is a man ruined. He's a man of unclean lips. He he doesn't even speak right about God. Well, and and that word ruined in the in the Hebrew is dama, and it is to 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 cause destruction. Yes. To be mm-hmm. undone, to be cut off That's in right. the sight of the theophany of the right. of the presence of God. I mean, and just just mm-hmm. think about where God resides. Yes, God is omnipresent; He's everywhere, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I get that. Okay, so for the people going, well, He's everywhere, Chris. No, I understand that. So, but 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 notice that I, I I'm I'm stuck right there. Verse two: Seraphim stood above him, above who? Above mm-hmm. God. Each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. Then one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, 
holy mm. is the Lord of hosts. In verse 4, the foundations of the threshold trembled. Think about that. You know, recently here in Georgia, we had uh, at like it was like four o'clock in the morning, we had a very, very small earthquake. <laughs> okay. And it freaked me out. I had never experienced something like that. Now, my wife is from Southern California. She's experienced much bigger, much longer earthquakes, and she knew exactly what it was. So this is a little three point whatever on the Richter scale. And and you can hear that our China shaking and it sounds like this rushing wind and the whole house is shaking and I'm freaked out, man. Armpits are sweating. I'm like, what, what, what do we do now? Like, and it, it just lasts for a few seconds. It feels like it was, I mean, it was longer than, than it felt longer than what it actually was. But when you think about where God resides, when you look at, when you look at Moses on Mount Sinai, he's wanting to see the presence of God. And, and, and Moses, he tells Moses to stand in the cleft of the rock and he says, I'll pass by you. There are some commentators that believe that, that when he passed by him, that some commentators believe this, and, and uh, I'm not sure where I stand on them. I'm just relaying the information that, that Noah, or Noah, listen to me, that Moses did see the backside of God. There are some commentators who say that, that that was that what he saw wasn't the back of God, but it was the place where the presence of the Lord had just been. Okay, so God's presence was no longer there. God had moved on. That's what Moses saw. He just saw where God's presence was. Moses comes down the mountain and people can't look at his face because his face is shining brighter than the sun. Okay, so then, then we flip over to Revelation. And here we go to Revelation. Revelation 4. And, and, and John saying, after these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which had heard sounded uh, like the sound of a trumpet speaking to me said, come up here, and I will show you what may, must take place. After these things, verse two, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was standing in heaven and the one who sitting on the throne and he who was sitting on the throne was like Jasper stone and a Sardis in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance around the throne were 24 thrones. And upon the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white garments and golden crowns. Think about that. Think about that. And, and, and he goes on, he goes on in Revelation 4 to describe the, the throne of worship, the, the creator. I, I mean, we. And he didn't just come up to him and say, What's up, bro? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, 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 God, how's it going? Yeah. No. No. Want to build said... a snowman? <laughs> John said he fell down as though dead mm. in the presence of God. Mm. So when we approach him in worship, and this is, this is more and more why I personally continue to become more and more of a regulative principle guy. 
when it comes to our worship is is stuff like this. We approach God in such cavalier manner to where we just repeat the same line over and over again. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Well, no. We sing songs like holy, holy, holy. That's right. But 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 are we expressing and, and I'm asking myself the same question. Mm-hmm. Are we expressing our worship in the right way? Right. Are we worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth? And remember, spirit there is lowercase because it's our spirit with everything we have. Mm-hmm. Based on the truth of what we know about God, and that's why studying the attributes of God, I can't wait for that, man, when we do that starting in 2020. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, there's so much content out there. I mean, obviously, we we have all the content we need in the book of Scripture, but commentaries, A.W. Pink, Stephen Charnock, Matthew Barrett, John MacArthur, R.C. Sproul, right? Um, the holiness of God was was R.C. Sproul's magnum opus. And mm-hmm. um, but man, uh, I don't know. I, I just I just wanted to talk about that. Just talk no, about this. That's good. I mean, because I mean, I mean, just where I was going was, uh, you know, Isaiah recognized who he was before before God, then he recognized the people he he dwells, uh, whose company he dwells in. Well, they're also a people of unclean lips. But then when you keep going, what what happens? His mouth is purified. Yeah. God purifies his mouth. And then going back to, to worship, how we worship, right? Uh, because how we worship can affect other people. How we pray affects other people. Uh, and let's just, if you have not listened to the uh, uh, Truth Matters conference. Oh, yes. Go, dude. The one of the messages you must one. Well, you must listen to all of them. I haven't made it through all of them, but listen to Vody Bauckham's on pragmatism. It's amazing. But he goes through the story of Uzzah just trying to reach out and balance the ark. And now we understand Uzzah d- did something he wasn't supposed to. But Uzzah, because he loved the Lord. He loved the nation Israel. He loved his new king, David. He did not want the ark to fall on the ground. But Uzzah was put in that position because David ignored the command of God. He ignored it. So David did what he wanted to do in order to bring worship to God, bringing the ark through the city. It's pragmatism. is pragmatism. It was pragmatic. And and what Vody gets at in there is is that that really I mean, yes, Uzzah shouldn't have done what he did. He was genuine. There was zeal there. He he loved the Lord. He loved the Lord and he did not want the Ark of the Covenant to fall on the ground. But, but if, if David would have listened to the Lord, that wouldn't have happened. There's if another he would example have of sin. If he would have done what God told him to do, worship God in the way that God D- demanded he be worshipped the way the ca- how you transport the ark Uzzah would not have died in that way god would not have had to enact justice upon Uzzah. but uh then what do you see right after that happens and then uh uh the town what, what was the town that they 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 left the ark in uh uh, uh anyways 
They're less than, they, they didn't take it to the city of David. But the town that they left the ark in became blessed. Well, so what did David do? He went back to go get the ark. But this time, they brought it in the way that God told them to do it. That's right. So it's that, that's because of David's uh, pragmatic, because of his false worship, doing that which God, uh, not doing it the way God told him to do it. It led to someone else's death. Someone who is sincere about the Lord. That's right. So the, the way you worship in, in church, the way you do worship, can affect even those who are sincere about the Lord. It can lead them to, to death. The way, you, the way you approach God Ooh. in prayer. Do you approach God with reverence as he is thrice holy? Or do you just approach him as though he is just your big brother? Because, uh, sorry to burst your bubble, he ain't your big brother. He is creator. He is the one that decides whether you live or you die. And in what manner you live or die. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean that's a that's a great reminder, and and and, and you know we we remember we, we remember the uh, yes we remember all of that first, right? It, it's all keep coming back to this p word perspective. Mm-hmm. It we it's come a good word. yeah it's a great word that that's where we start we start from knowing God we start with knowing who God is a great book to pick up if you've never read it knowing God J I Packer fantastic book fantastic book. We have to know who he is, mm-hmm. who he is first and foremost. Now, yes, he is our friend. Yes, he is our big brother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Scripture yeah. Scripture talks about that. Scripture is clear with that. But who he is first and foremost and how we are to approach him right. uh, is key. Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell within you uh, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs and singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Mm-hmm. The admonishment, the exhortation that takes place when we worship amongst the saints, how, how and what are you admonishing people to? And this is a question for, for those, those in leadership, right? Are you, believe it there. Do you have a healthy fear of the Lord? Has it, is that still at the forefront as you approach God? Or, wisdom. or have you just become so comfortable in your day-to-day routine and what you do in approaching God that the fear has kind of dwindled? It, you still have a fear of God, but it's kind of it's on the it's, it's in the back of the shelf, right? It's not out front. The fear of man and the love of self has replaced the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the question yeah. we need to be yeah. asking ourselves: has mm. has the love of self and the fear of man mm-hmm. replaced? The fear of the Lord. That's right. In, in our good, lives, yeah. in our actions. Yeah, it's a good that's, question. That's a good question for all of us to ask. Yeah. So, absolutely. Was this is this a between the matters episode? This is a. This is whenever. This is like a, whenever we want to. <laughs> this is like a a semi. Well, it's not semi. It is very, serious. Very. <laughs> between the matters. Very serious. Very serious matter. Man. Oh. I guess more, more, more to come on this topic. Uh, AG and I have been, been 
Well, well what's going to happen? Talking a good bit. About and this. I've already kind of decided this. I just haven't told you. It's what we're going to do. Oh. Um, <laughs> you see how I run things. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so obviously we've already discussed that we're going to do the attributes of God uh, at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. But then what I want to do is I want to do a whole series on worship, not just one episode on worship, but a series on worship and how it affects us. What does God say about worship? Yeah. How are we to come to him? How does it affect us? How does it affect those around us? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what, you know, what constitutes worship? It, Cause mm. it's not just singing. It's no. not just, j- just through song. No, 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 no. Worship so. is a way of life. Um, mm. I love that idea, man. Thanks for springing that on me. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. I do love that one. I would. I. I. Yes. And anybody who knows me knows I'm going to love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Great reminder for all of us. So, mm-hmm. little twenty. You know, this could be a preview of that series. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Hmm. This could be preview. Yeah, well, that's what I'll title it. Preview of the worship series. Yeah. Coming yep. 2020. <laughs> yep. And again, hey, we don't know it all. We don't claim to know it all. We don't claim to be perfect in our worship, right? We are, that's right. We are, we are saved by grace. We are new creatures. We have a new nature, but it still wrestles with the sin and the pride in, in, inside of us. And we all wrestle with that love of self, fear of man over the fear of God and the worship of God, the way that he wants to be worshiped. And I'll leave us with this. I'll leave us with this. Go listen to that message by Vody from the truth matters conference. You, if it's on uh, gty.org, uh, just search truth matters, 2019, all those messages will come up. If you have the app, it's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the title has something to do with pragmatism in it. I'm sorry that I don't know the exact name of it, but it's really good. I think uh, it's called the perils of pragmatism. Okay, there you go. Um, and uh, so, yeah. yeah. No, the pain the pain and peril of pragmatism. There you That's go. That's what it is. There Bob you go. Bob. Phenomenal, phenomenal sermon. So uh, check it out. And then coming after we talk about the attributes of God in 2020, we will be talking about worship. Boom. Love it. Booyah. There it is. Booyah. All right. Bye-bye. Now we're getting out of here. <laughs> See you later. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn.